Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 819 here on this Monday. Let's get to our Counterpoint. We've got John Dwyer, director over at Arius Technologies Incorporated, and Andy Stinton, small businessman. Hello there. Hello. Hello, John. You're not here. Where are you, John? I miss you. You know what? I wish I could be there. I do have like this. I, I, it's a, I would describe it as separation anxiety. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not with you guys right now, but I feel like we're going to still, you know, we're going to get it done properly. I'm okay. stuck with Alex on her own. She might hit me or beat me. I'm afraid. No, I don't have the energy tonight. You're on your own. You can beat yourself up. Let's I used to do with Alex on the morning show once. That was when you really get hit. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Let's, um, let's talk a little bit about the allegations kind of swirling around Queen's Park. I won't spend too much time on this, but the uh, sexual misconduct allegations that have uh, pretty much ended Jim Wilson's uh, job and took out one of um, Mr. Premier's uh, kind of inner circle. Um, John, he has shuffled his cabinet, but does this go away or should the, I mean, look, did he act quickly enough? I'm not sure how fast he, how, how much faster that he could have acted, but does the premier have to come out and do anything more? Yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's important the premier does. I mean, look, the, the news came out on Friday, you know, he responded quickly. I, I think regardless of the era in which this happens, this is not this, uh, um, something that happens that fades away, where where our response to it has to become less and less frequent in five or 10 or 20 years from now. It has to be on point every time this happens, because it's something that was left unaddressed for decades, if not centuries, in time, for time immemorial. So I, very easily, I think the Premier should come out, talk about it, address it, and say that, you know, the policy that the, the, the Premier's office uh, uh, adopts is one of the modern approach to these kind of situations. And uh, and move forward. I, I mean, Andy, I think firing people, uh, you know, within like half an hour of hearing it is pretty fast action. But are you on the same page as John? No. Okay. Of course not, because I don't particularly like John. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that bit's easy. I mean, this is basically the resurrection shuffle. Okay. Why? They've only been in for 129 days. Well, they're still resurrecting themselves. I mean, it's 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 just the same brand. It's politicians. They've just got another nameplate outside of the corruption and the fake news. Okay, if this guy had an issue with sexual harassment, why not come out? And face it head on and say, you know, let's do it at six o'clock on a Friday night and not say he's got an addiction problem. Let's well, use he real might. Words. I, I don't, well, he might. Oh. There could have been cause. It could have been a factor. I don't know what happened because the bottom line is, though, uh, ha- did the premier act fast enough or does he have to do more? He acted fast enough in the fact that he threw him out. Yeah. OK, but I don't think he acted fast enough. And uh, straightforwardly enough for my liking, I want to hear what's going on in my government. There's still, it, who was it, Global today that found out there about all these sexual allegations? He didn't bring them out to the front, so no, he did not act fast Well, enough. I don't think they would have. Go ahead, go ahead, John. So I was just going to say, just, just to jump in there, Andy, just not to have too much like last two-minute revisionist history, but we actually are pretty <laughs> much aligned on this point because I said the exact same thing you did. It's absolutely abhorrent. Let's not get this, you know, confused in any way, shape, or form. And I think the premier did a great job in turfing him. And look, they're always gonna, there's gonna just toss in um, 
anything they can to try and save face and say that there was something that 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 um, was a predilection that caused these people to go and sexually harass or do whatever uh, happened in this case. In, in which case, now he's saying that it's a it's an addiction issue. Well, it could be that could be a factor. We'll find out because there's no question he will be asked about this in the coming days, if not every day for the next five years. Um, let's talk about the prime minister uh, riding a horse over the weekend. That picture getting into the paper. Uh, it was wildly mocked. It was part of an apology that the Prime Minister gave to the, and I hope I'm not saying this right, uh, silk-caught community. I'm saying that wrong probably, but this was where six uh, Native chiefs were hung more than 150 years ago in an emotional ceremony. So Friday, uh, one chief says, Mr. Trudeau's apology brings to an end a difficult journey, and the horse, Andy, was uh, very much a symbolic gesture. <laughs> the issue I have with it is... <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I mean, never mind. Ne- well, no, but it's like, because if you're going to do a photo op of this, why don't you make it about the people that you're apologizing to? I mean, again, it, it becomes symbolic. about... When symbolic. I heard of who? Mr. News, Trudeau? <laughs> when I heard this news story, I thought... Please don't let me be on with Alex tonight because I just know how this is going to read. It's good symbolism. They were very happy, the indigenous people, that he apologized. Were they? Because we didn't see any pictures of them. Oh, well, because he was on a horse. It was symbolic. It Mm -hmm. was good. It was cool. I liked it. Uh, Of course you did, John. (laughs) You know what? I'm a a jovial guy at the best and, and oftentimes the worst times, but I'll tell you anything that surrounds the history, the, the absolutely abhorrent history that our country has and our treatment of, 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 of um, Native folks, especially around the uh, schooling systems, but not the least of which this prime example where they invited a group of people for peace talks, and then when they showed up, they executed them. Mm-hmm. I applaud Prime Minister Trudeau for doing this, and I'm not always as fan as you're quite aware, but look, you have to give people their due. I know the picture was silly, but this is just a really good time for our country to recognize the fact that we got a lot of things wrong, a lot of things wrong in the past, not the least of which is this. They have, by the way, been given an apology by the B.C. government, but OK. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, where will we go? Oh, yeah. Maxime Bernier. Um, he's got his new party all started. He is asking all riding association members to sign a pledge that promises not to bring his party, which is the People's Party of Canada, into disrepute. And he says, quote, I pledge that I have done or said nothing in the past and will do or say nothing in the future that will embarrass the party. Andy, does what is this the Boy Scouts? <laughs> I guess seriously? so. I will dib, dab, dub, and I will do be a my good little bat. politician. <laughs> serious? This is not a serious political body. And what's the punishment? If you were right. caught saying something bad on social media, do you get two slaps of the hand and sent to the back of the room? Well, you get turfed out. That's what you get. No, you won't. Right. This, is, this is just so much. Well, you, you can't get turfed out when there's only one individual. <laughs> there's that too. I feel like this is like the political equivalent of asking your mom or dad to drop you off half a block from high school because you don't want them to embarrass you. Um, but, but but also on the legitimate side, really a reaction to the extremism that we're seeing happening in very obscure ways across the country. Uh, Are you like, taking this seriously? No, I, I, I'm not. I just started with a joke about high school, so clearly... Oh, that was a joke. Sorry, I missed that bit, John. Because oh, he hasn't been in high school for a long time, John. <laughs> Decades. Yeah, well, I understand. The laughing at me. 
No, that's that's actually uh, Mike. But uh, it, it, look, it might be a bit gimmicky, but again, um, in the day of social media, when everything comes back to haunt you, maybe they're thinking. <laughs> it's just, it's, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Do, do they have to like do? Was it Blood Brothers you used to do maybe. in school? That's still out there yet. Could see that kind of ceremony happen. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I want to before we kick off uh, to a break. I want to talk about um, the latest that we're hearing on Adrian Clarkson, who has got to be the most heavy-handed spending governor general this country has ever seen, and I. Thought thought it was bad enough that she was spending a hundred thousand dollars of her uh, uh, you know allowance but John she's been spending actually two hundred and six thousand dollars she's not breaking any laws but look the bottom line is there's zero transparency what the hell is she spending two hundred and six thousand dollars a year on I uh, you know what I, I this is such an interesting topic because I think it's become such a focal point in not only public life but also in businesses uh, the the era of the expense account is over, mm. uh, and the era of going about spending people's money in businesses is over. And trust me, I'm I'm somebody who you know I take clients out all the time. We do dinners, we travel, and I have been sat down and said, "Hey, look, we do not do this. We, we the, the big dinners are over. The the traveling business class and first class is over. It's it it is just the right thing to do. And uh, in modernity." Uh, I think that she just is um, no longer with what is uh, acceptable practice. I wouldn't want to work for your company. <laughs> Not anymore. I was like, yeah. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like a but good recruitment. But it is, it is the private sector, and they are accountable. And all I, I think all people are asking for, Andy, you might not care about this, but I think most people would be pretty happy to have a $100,000 expense account just it's, for but, office but supplies. Hang on. Let's, let's look at the word. Let's look at too pedantic. It's called an allowance. Mm-hmm. She's allowed this. Okay. So really? where is... It's an allowance. You said it. She's got an allowance of $100,000, so she's allowed it. John? Just because the money is in your trough doesn't mean you pig out on it. That's like saying like like you get penitence because penitentiaries are a derivative of that word, right? I mean, it's so mysterious. And by the way, like zero accountability on this. Well, come on. Who has accountability in the government anyway? Do you expect that? I don't know. I set the bar a little higher than you. No, I don't expect them. I, I set... The, my personal bar, but you know, when it comes to government, I just look and go, <laughs> it's all the same role. I mean, I'm okay with it if she's been doing ceremonial stuff, if she's been doing events. We have someone to do that. We it's have somebody else. The new else general, but, okay, who doesn't show up for okay, the Okay, why games? not change okay. the law then? It's <laughs> well, an allowance. I'd love to. Perfect. End of discussion. Thank you. Woo. End the program. We'll end up on that note. John, <laughs> John, don't rock it. He's already said end it. That's good. <laughs> Um, let's talk, let's uh, take a quick break here. And when we come back, the CFL, well, they want to take all the fun out of the game. We'll talk about why coming up next and funny or not. Did uh, Saturday night live miss the mark? That conversation next. I already know what Andy's going to say. We'll do that next here on counterpoint on global news radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head with counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on global news radio. And it is 8.34 here on this Monday. Good to have you. We've got John Dwyer in, as well as Andy Stinton. Let's talk football, okay? Because the CFL is planning on taking all the fun out of the game. I love, by the way, the CFL. I think it's a much better game than the NFL. But that's just shush. Just shush. Um, But uh, they want to make sure that what happened with John Gott, who uh, decided to chug a beer, smash it against his helmet, does not become a regular celebration. This is the offensive lineman who, um, I guess, after getting a touchdown, 
grabbed the beer from his girlfriend and had his own party. And that's a no-no. Now, the league says the new policy they're putting in will, you know, not allow the use of alcohol or drugs and the mimicking of the use of alcohol or drugs. So, Andy, this guy has not broken any rules because the rules weren't covered to that effect. If he did it again, I guess now he'd get in a lot of trouble. But honestly, is it big? Is it that big of a deal? I I don't think it is. I mean, I think it's a big deal that somebody's watching the CFL, but that's a whole other story, <laughs> right? That's not. Um, nice. I, I have the solution for this, which is what I'm thinking. Maybe they should get them to sign a pledge to say that they won't do anything that will be a disgrace to the <laughs> to the league. To the league. Am I think I they right probably have that? those things in their contract. <laughs> uh, but John, I honestly, just, this was a. It was funny. No. I, yeah, they could use a carbon, carbon copy of Maxine Bernier's pledge. And just, you know, <laughs> they don't have to waste. They don't have to get a, a secretary on. Look, look, I will say this one thing. Most of the CFL cities across the country actually really love it, and it's thriving, and it's a part of their community. There are some parts where it's not, and especially in some of the larger markets like Canada, uh, sorry, like Canada, like, like Toronto, <laughs> like, for instance, like Canada. That's, like, that's so Freudian. It's scary. Um, I think that we have a, a problem as it relates to putting bums in seats in Toronto, and I would love to see that kind of stuff happen. But I do have a respect for the game, and I do. But we're not talking about the game. We're talking about smashing a beer against your head and drinking yeah, and having fun in a, in a, in a, in a touchdown. Not, Stick to the subject. That might not. That might not lend itself all that well to the game. But as it relates to Toronto, Larry Tannenbaum, feel free to give me a call. I think that's a great idea for the Argonauts. I think we should sanction that at BMO Stadium only, and maybe we'll get more than like forty people to come and watch. I gotta be honest. I think a couple. I think a forced kegger at the end of getting a touchdown. I think it'd make a more interesting game. See if they can do it again, like a little bit drunk. No, no. I mean the NFL. They do bat flips and they do side flips, and we can make the beer chugging ours. CFL. I think I'll pound some beer against my head. That's got no class to it. Really. It's not about class. It's about entertainment. And I thought it was a You fun think moment. that's entertaining? Sure. Oh, God, you must have been an easy date going out. Oh, let's go watch people bounding <laughs> beer on their head. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's how you got a date with me, my friend. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk a little bit about funny or did Pete Davidson miss the mark when he joked about um, House of uh, Representatives candidate Dan Crenshaw during the recent Saturday Night Live's weekend update. Crenshaw, of course, is a former Navy SEAL. He he wears an eye patch because, oh, yes, he lost his right eye in an IED blast in 2012. Well, here is the joke. This guy's kind of cool. Uh, Dan Crenshaw. Uh, oh, come on, man. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, you may be surprised to hear he's a congressional candidate from Texas and not a hitman in a porno movie. <laughs> his eye in, in war or whatever <laughs> okay so you would think maybe Dan Crenshaw would be angry but this was his response I want us to get away from this culture where we demand apologies every time someone misspeaks I think that would be a very healthy for our nation to, to go in that direction uh, you know we don't need to be we don't need to be outwardly outraged I don't need to demand apologies from them they can do whatever they want. Um, you know, it's uh, they're feeling the heat from around the country right now, and that's that's fine. But I would like him and Saturday Night Live to recognize something, which is that veterans across the country probably don't feel as though their wounds they received in battle should be the subject of a bad punchline for a bad joke. And, and here's the real atrocity of all this. It wasn't even funny. Right. It was not original. It was not funny. It was just mean spirited. And that's 
that that's how I feel about it. All right, let's bring her down because that's too uh, going on. I think we've got the point. Um, so, John, was this over the line? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's disgusting. I, look, I, I love a joke. I love Saturday Night Live. Uh, a good 30% of it is funny. The rest of it is just awkward and in commercial time. But that, that piece was disgusting. And having, you know, we all have friends who have uh, fought, uh, you know, val- in, in, in such a tremendous and courageous way for our country and countries around the world. It's just not necessary. There are so many other places to make a joke, especially around somebody who has been injured in battle. Uh, like he was. Yeah, I mean, look, um, Andy, this this com- comedian Pete Davidson lost his dad in 9-11. His father was a firefighter. He was killed in 9-11. So he's kind of made his shtick about, you know, kind of going right to this area. But I-, I thought comedy was the one area you are allowed to kind of go for that. Is it over the line to you? Uh, I, I, you know... <laughs> Comedy is subjective. I mean, personally, and I have a British sense of humor, so I laugh at intelligent things, not people walking in the room. Um, so I, I can't watch American comedy because it's just a different culture than me. So what steps over the line? To me, this does step over the line. Really? There's no doubt about it. But I think more to the, the fact, I would appreciate if you stepped over the line and were funny. If you're going to, in comedy, if you're going to step over that line, make sure it's a real thigh slapper and people are going to split the sides. Look at some of Eddie Murphy stuff. I didn't like it, but he stepped over many, many lines. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, yeah, go ahead, John. No, I, I, you know, I, I think touching on all things of British comedy, if you look at uh, Jeremy Carr if you, in more recent years, if you look at uh, Faulty Towers or any any of the other, you know, parodies that it, they touched on things that happened in World War II, you know, with Germans coming to the hotel. But it was done in a clever way, right? It was done in a way that was not necessarily meant to pay respect or to pay homage to one group or another, but it was just done in a thoughtful way. And, and this, this has nothing thoughtful about it. Yeah, well, we'll see how they respond to it. But this um, this vet does not expect an apology. And, and the thing is, he's probably you know, got a I lot of attention. That I agree he, with him. You know, we yep. go around, and, and you know, we've brought this up before. Why do we have to keep apologizing for everything? We always seem to be offending somebody. I mean, we, we live in this world where everybody's so sensitive and new age, and you have to use, you know, is it Mrs. Miss, whatever apologies i'm getting kind of tired and they don't mean much i I think you're conflating a lot of different topics in what you just said there i have that's that's why i am a radio genius because i put all sorts of topics in one (laughs) sentence yeah that was that's a boolea base of wrong yeah it's like it's like those cheap souffles we made in high school that they don't do anymore are you calling me a cheap souffle what are those what were those things that you made like a casserole like you're a casserole all right guys i do have to leave it there but i thank you very much That is Andy Stinton joining us and John Dwyer. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.